Hey everybody, Sarah here. We are testing out a new ad reader today. So let me know what you think of him or anything else you think about the podcast or would like to hear us talk about by emailing us at ifwewerewriting at gmail.com. Live Feisties, If We Were Riding is brought to you by Ass Kicker Inc., whose boutique line of activewear for women features positive uplifting messages such as strong is the new skinny and I can, I will, end of story. You can support the podcast, get 20% off with the code RIDING at Askkicker Inc. Inc. with a K. If We Were Riding is also proud to be sponsored by Crave Jerky. Crave Jerky is low in fat, a good source of protein, gluten-free, yay, and contains all natural ingredients. You can support the podcast and get 20% off your online orders by using the code RIDING at CraveJerky.com. That is Crave with a K. Hey Kelly, welcome home. Thanks. I uh, I hear you survived a tsunami warning while I was gone. <laughs> it's funny because I woke up this morning and I text from a friend that was like thinking of you and your family as we watch the tsunami news, and I'm like, what? <laughs> in my pajamas. So it turns out that there was a tsunami warning like at two o'clock in the morning and then there was an alert and then they canceled it at 4 a.m. But a lot of the people who got the alert here on Vancouver Island like went to a big nearby hill and there were all these news things. But somehow I just didn't know, slept through it. And only one friend reached out to make sure I was okay. So (laughs) I don't know what that says. This is what happened when we had the big fires here. Like all these people had to literally be woken up by people knocking on their doors or they would have like burned to death, which is terrible. The world is not prepared. Like we don't have an emergency system that works for cell phones anymore. Right. And that's what all the news stories were about here this morning was like, how do we sound the alarms? It happens again, right? Maybe we need need to go back to actual alarms, like sirens. I think yes. so. Like a big wah, wah, through the city, like in exactly. World War II. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Kelly, I hear that your trip to Bermuda was a bit of a series of unfortunate events. Well, there's really only like one unfortunate event, which is that I got very sick, like four hours after I landed. Like it couldn't have even been Bermuda because I landed at 10 p.m. and by 4 a.m. I was throwing up. It was either food poisoning or stomach flu bug Hard to say, but yeah, I was throwing up for many, many, many hours. And here's the thing that I always find crazy because I was by myself. So obviously at some point I like called down to the front desk because I just wanted someone to know in case I like died that <laughs> I was like in my room very sick. And so they came up to check on me and everyone kept wanting to send me to do a doctor. And even now that I'm back, people keep being like, oh, you should go get that checked out. You should go to people like really, really want their to be like an answer. I knew there wasn't right. Like I knew I just needed to like wait and let my body heal. And like I had passed out, which like freaked people out. But obviously like there was nothing to do. Like there's nothing to do about that. You know what I'm saying? But people really want there to be like a thing they can be done. Like if you just go to the right person, your problem will be fixed. Right. No, that's so true. I wonder what that is. I guess, I don't know. Do you think that we live in times that were like over dependent on medicine? No, I mean, I think it's just like human nature, right? Like you want there to be. Especially for other people, right? Like we want other people to be well. Yeah. 
my dog is like sorry if anybody heard my dog whining in the background He's okay. I think, I think there's this faith we want to have in the system, right? The universe. Like, and I've had this argument with Alyssa too about Alyssa, who does the Iron Woman podcast, about the system, whatever that be. Like, we want to believe that it's that things work out, right? Like, the guilty people go to jail and get caught, and like things always, ha- and our food isn't going to make us sick because there are people looking out for us, and you know, like that everything is working the way it's supposed right. to. Right. And work. if you get sick, you'll go to the doctor, and then you'll get better. Right. But anyway, there was really nothing for me to do except wait for my body to heal itself, which like it kind of eventually did. And like I eventually went out into Bermuda, and, like so, saw Bermuda. So you eventually got to go outside. Uh, apparently, I saw a photo of you on a ride. Did you did you get to train with Flora Duffy like as planned? Yeah. Well, not not I mean, not, not so much, but at least a little bit. So I was like there to do a story for Triathlete Magazine about Flora Duffy. And she was there as part of this kind of like mini come and train with Flora Duffy PR camps. There were like a number of journalists there to like get to see Bermuda to show off their like race course for their ITU WTS race in April. They're trying to promote it as like a triathlon destination. And so the premise was I was going to like be part of doing like her whole training for like four or five days I did like one ride and like one easy run but that was like it and I like got in the pool at the same time as her but I mostly just floated <laughs> like so but you got to observe her training right correct and I kept joking with her the whole week that I was trying to figure out the secret like what's the secret and the thing is I watched her workouts and I did like a little bit of them they were normal workouts like yes the regular people the PR people and stuff who were there thought they were crazy but you and I would have recognized a hundred percent normal workout right three hour tempo ride hour run with you know six by two minute at 10k pace and you know what I mean whatever like we were in the gym doing her strength and I was like oh so we're just doing the norm like the normal standard stuff like core like you did like planks and stuff yeah and it was 100% standard you could have just been like oh we're gonna do the standard and I would have been like oh okay because it was side planks hamstring curl right lunges and so there really wasn't like yes it was at paces that are like faster than my paces obviously but the training's more or less the same. Yeah. And so I think sometimes people forget that, right? They want there to be, they want there to be a secret. Yeah, and... there's a secret. Okay, so if the secret isn't her training, what about her character? Like, was there something, like, did she have the eye of the tiger? I don't, I mean, obviously all people at that level are competitive, right? Mm -hmm. But I kept waiting for there to be like, oh, she's like really intense. You know, that whenever you hear about Michael Jordan or Lance Armstrong, there's always some like, he like killed a childhood friend who tried to beat him at bowling (laughs) or some story like that, right? And they're like, was it? Like she was like a totally normal elite triathlete, like any of our friends that we would know. Right. I mean, my experience with athletes at that level is that they can swing pretty widely from in-season to off-season. So they're like naturally kind of fall back to like normal person levels of intensity in the off season. And then when it's time, like when I've been with Daniela in Bahrain or trained with Lisa Norton, who got the silver medal in 2012, do not mess with those women when it's go time. Which is probably like, yeah, the answer, right? There's like an ability to focus and get the job done. And it's like everything's like a little more sharper, a little more, those planks are a little like less sloppy. You know what I mean? Like every, like you focus when it's time to focus and 
and don't when it's not, right? Right. And so for Flora, like interestingly, last year she was like setting records and she was the fastest by far. Like she's oh the God. best yeah. ITU athlete in the world, right? She won. I think she lost one race last year. She got second, but she also was winning by like record margins, right? Like these are races that are usually determined by seconds. I think she won one by almost a minute. She won the world championship title again. She won her fourth Xterra title. Interestingly, she was the first person to ever win four Xterra titles, man or woman. Wow. That's cool. So she's just like super, super dominant. And talking to her some though, like she's definitely kind of like, well, she doesn't get as much attention as like people asking her like, oh, well, when are you going to do Kona? Sure. You're like record setting, but when are you going to do a 70.3? That's what we really want to (laughs) know. Which like, I could see how that would get annoying like after a while. Sure. Where you're like, actually, I was hoping for it to go after an Olympic gold medal, but you know, Kona is good too. Right. Like whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It is funny. I get that. I get that. That's like frustrating. Honestly, it would be annoying. Yeah, it would be annoying. And this week while you were gone, doping came to the has there's a number of people were basically caught for doping. There were a few doping stories. Did you see them? I was totally out of the loop, but I've been trying to catch up. Tell me, I understand there was a couple age group athletes who got busted, which is always ridiculous. Like, guys, come on. And then there was also this whole like Russian fancy bear release some emails. (laughs) Tell me what this is about. Fancy bear. You lead with fancy bear. Okay. So first of all, there were two age group men, Kevin Motes and Bill Beyer, I think you pronounce it, who got tested positive for testosterone. So I think, I mean, my feeling is that testosterone is a common way to cheat amongst age group men. That's what people keep telling me, but I also keep telling them, stop thinking that because then you're just going to be like, oh, everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. That's so true. Yeah. So these two guys, there were press releases and they were caught and they both have two-year bans or I think Kevin Motes might have more because it's his second time getting caught. Oh yeah. I think he's like eight years. He's done. He's done. That guy's done. Okay. The most interesting one though was this issue with Henry Schumann, who the South African who won the bronze medal in Rio has some kind of issue. So he tested positive for prednisone and it's a performance improving. Okay. I'm going to try to say this right. Glucocorticoid (laughs) because all our audience knows what that means. And that was leaked in a chain of correspondence that was acquired by the fancy bears hacking group. (laughs) So they went and hacked IOC emails and then they like released this like chain of emails and the chain of emails is like, Oh no, he, they don't even say tested positive. They say like, had an adverse finding. Can you see if like he declared it? And the chain of email, like, cause I was just looking at them, the chain of emails that got put out into the public is so ridiculous. Cause it's like, does anyone have that form? Does anyone know if he declared this? Does he have an exemption, like a therapeutic use exemption form filed? I feel like they should have, like, I don't feel like this should be a question. I feel like they should have their shit together. Yeah. I mean, they're the ones that should have followed up with this that like, IOC should have followed up with this sooner but he okay so Schumann announced that the banned substance on his doping control form right which tells me that he felt that he was covered like that he somehow thought he had the proper TUE paperwork in place well he was really sick this was for the Rio Olympics and it's like well known that he was really sick and had like a respiratory infection or at least that's what he was saying publicly some people think he was lying about it but whatever it was well publicized that he had a respiratory infection and prednisone is like what you get 
prescribed. Like I've had bronchitis and I had prednisone prescribed years and years ago, guys. But when I wasn't competing, don't worry about it. But so like that's like pretty well documented. And so, yeah, he declared it. It was like kind of public knowledge. I don't know. It's sort of weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like real cheaters don't declare what they're doping, what they're doping on their doping control form. But at the same time, it is the athlete's responsibility to have the proper TUE in place. And he didn't. Or maybe he did. Or maybe they misplaced it. Like it feels like. It feels very bizarre. It feels very like. If he declared, I'm taking this drug because I've been sick. And then after the fact, they're like, oh, it turns out he doped for this drug. And then they like can't figure out if he filed the right paperwork or not. And now it's being leaked like how many months later, like a year over a year later by Russian hackers. And now they're like, oh, we need to investigate. Guys, like you shouldn't need to investigate whether or not you knew like did something correct. Like it's just very bizarre. I feel like not just from his perspective, but from the, you know, official's perspective. The organization's like it's, it's, Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, we should explain what TUE is, though, for, our, for a second. Sure, yeah. There's been a lot of talk about TUEs lately, therapeutic use exemptions. So that is where an athlete who needs medication, right, can get an exemption from their doctor based on needing that medication, right? Right. And you can't get it for everything. I couldn't be like, I need these steroids to go faster. You can't get it for <laughs> testosterone, for starters. <laughs> I think you can if you're like a 50-year-old man and you're diagnosed with medical low T, you can get a TUE. But anyway, there are things you can get a, a TUE for and you're supposed to file it like with your national organization for, you know, if you have, for example, a common one is, oh, I have asthma. I need to take this like what would otherwise be banned inhaler. Here's my doctor's note, which is what a TUE is. And then like you're fine, theoretically. Right. So then what the TUE system does now and the reason it's become so contentious is that it's a place where we're now learning that a lot of people abuse the system. So you just get a doctor to agree with you, wink, wink, that you have asthma and you need an inhaler or wink, wink, you had a thyroid problem and that medication also can improve performance. And so that's where that whole system is up to abuse. Yeah, there's certainly a sh shocking number of elite endurance athletes that are heroically overcoming their asthma and thyroid problems to be world champions, right? Like, interestingly, it's they, yeah, interestingly, they all have the same doctors and or coaches. <laughs> I know, they're just, it's just so stunning how they all like work so hard. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> So there are, so obviously this highlights this particular case and I think the two age groupers who were supposed like you know said they were getting treated for low T really highlights some of the issues with the TUE system. There are people who think we should do away with it completely and like no one should be allowed to get a doctor's note exemption if it's banned it's banned period. I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like there are things that you medically need medicine for and that is what it is, right? Yeah, I mean I think it's an interesting perspective because if you want to say I do think there's an argument there that, to say that like in sport we want to find say the fastest body <laughs> over this distance or whatever without any medical interference right like there is a I can see how that argument can be made but when you get down to the details it seems it starts to feel like it can be really exclusive and I think sport's a place where we want to be more inclusive and we don't want to exclude right. people who have like you before the show you gave a great example of Simone Biles having ADHD Right. I mean, that's when she was one of the ones who was leaked the last time Fancy Bear hacked the IOC system. But she has ADHD and maybe she's lying, right? Like maybe she's just taking ADD medicine for like focus. But let's assume she's not for a second. And she has to take this medication 
in order to like function in the world. Are we just saying like nobody with ADD should ever be an athlete? Like, I just think there are all kinds of legitimate issues people have. Obviously, it being the system's being abused, though. And obviously, sometimes people who have like legitimate health issues, like brought that issue on by overtraining, right? Like when you have low testosterone, right? It's because you train too much. Like that's I would. Yeah, I think a lot of good endurance athletes, male and female have low testosterone, like hormone levels are one of the first things to go endurance training. I remember having borderline estrogen and testosterone levels at certain points in my career. And my doctor saying, you can't, like, you cannot go and fix this. Like, you might go to a naturopath who doesn't know any better, who doesn't know you might be tested and accidentally get this. But he was actually warning me, like, be careful who you talk to because you can't take any synthetic hormone. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. So I get the argument that like people shouldn't, that that's the truth that like, okay, you just shouldn't be allowed to take those things. I think maybe the in-between answer is that there's some reforms needed in the TUE system. Yeah. You came up with some good solutions in one of the past newsletters. I remember. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, these are just ideas I had was like, obviously for other people have said the same thing, but first off, I feel like if we made public TUEs, at least public, people would less frequently get sketchy ones, right? You would be less inclined to be like, oh, I just need all these drugs because it would be public information, right? And that would at least cut down on some of them. And it feels like in 2018, this is doable, guys. Like we can make an internet database. Come on. The Russians can, I'm sure. They'll do it for us. Maybe we should hire Fancy Bear. (laughs) Fancy Bear. But the other thing I feel like is that right now you can go to any doctor and certainly there are a few doctors that disproportionately diagnose some things. What if like you had to go to like a certified doctor or like it had to be verified by like a USA triathlon official like I'm not saying that that wouldn't be a complicated system and clearly they can't even figure out how to keep track of like this medalist paperwork right it would take a little more organization but I feel like there are ways that we could reform the TUE system so it would be less open to abuse I also think retroactive TUEs obviously so you can retroactively get one get a doctor's note that seems weird totally makes sense if it's like like, oh you ended up because this happened to me like oh you ended up in a med tent it was an emergency they gave you an IV right then you have to go back and retroactively be like oh it was an emergency or like if I ended up in the hospital this past week for food poisoning and I had been given an IV like that would have been emergency room and then you go and you get one retroactively like but if it's not an emergency situation then like you shouldn't be able to be like oh yeah actually we totally did that legitimately right right like yeah you get caught for something and like oh TUE quick where's a doctor who will sign a form Right. People Which do totally that, happens. And that's yeah. 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 So I think what you're suggesting is if an iPhone can have a two step verification, then I feel like doping in sport should be able to have two step verification. Like your doctor has to say it, and another official doctor also has to. I feel like these are like, I, I, I recognize that this is like complicated and everything, but it, it feels doable. It feels like we could reform the TUE system. Absolutely. If we wanted to. Absolutely. We would like to thank our sponsors, Ass Kicker Inc. and Crave Jerky. You can support the podcast and get 20% off by using the code RIDING, that's R-I-D-I-N-G, at asskickerinc, inkwithak.com. And Crave Jerky, cravewithak.com. If you don't already, follow us on all the social medias at If We Were Riding on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And make sure you subscribe to our feed on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Riding is hosted by Kelly O'Mara and me, Sarah Gross. Our fabulous editor is Aaron Hamilton, and our social media coordinator is Helen Positor. 
time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time. Like the last time, you better get ready to race in the top. I'm ready to do this, show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real, and I'm feeling so ruthless. Okay, so Kelly, before we go, I hear you have some juicy gossip that I think we should just like spread around. I have wild, uh, unsubstantiated speculation Perfect. to share. I have heard it is possible, you know, we said that the Wanda Group might be selling off WTC. I've heard they may be doing an IPO to spin themselves off, potentially. Interesting. So, okay, wait, what's an IPO? Initial public offering. Okay. Come on, Sarah, get with it. So in theory, we could all buy stocks soon and all own Iron Man. Okay. Think about it. Okay, people, we're buying Iron Man. Stop.